0: Welcome again everybody today to our service at Global Heart Church uh, here coming from Perth in Australia but wherever you are watching from, from a lounge room here in Perth on your own or with friends or with family. By the way, can I encourage you? It'd be great to get some friends and family around to watch our service, because our plan is that we're gonna bring you a message that is gonna help you and encourage you in this season right now uh, that we're in, in Australia and around the world. But also I know there's people uh, tuning in from Zambia and Germany and in other places. Wherever you're coming from, be it uh, in Europe or Africa or New Zealand, America, we welcome you to the service today. So good to have you with us. And today I've entitled my message uh, Tunnel Vision Intervention. Tunnel Vision Intervention. Because right now, uh, this season where it's put us in our houses and put us back in our homes, it's really something that is in actual fact quite shrinking and uh, can shrink your thinking and shrink your heart and shrink you know even what you're believing for the future so I'm really believing today that this is going to be a tunnel vision intervention for your life that's going to help you begin to increase your vision and increase what you're believing for and understand the power of your choices going forward so let me just pray for you as we start Lord, I just thank you for today, and I just thank you for everybody tuning in, Lord, both here in Australia and around the world. Just pray, Father, that, Lord, you would speak to every heart, speak to every life. Lord, we like information, but, Lord, we need revelation. So I pray, Father, bring revelation to people's hearts, bring revelation to couples, Lord, today, Lord, to families. I pray, bring them revelation, God, that they might glean new understanding that, Father, will help them in this season to come out bigger and better, Father, as we come through this. Thank you, Lord. This too shall pass and we're going to come through. And I just thank you, Lord, that people are going to come out with bigger vision and, Lord, uh, making greater choices for the future that are going to position them for all that you have. Lord, I pray it now. And I pray too for anybody who doesn't know you, Lord, at the beginning of my message, let today be the day, Jesus. They open their heart and I pray, Lord, as Father, I lead him in a prayer at the end of this service. Lord, I pray, Father, let many people choose you today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, everybody, this message, uh, Tunnel Vision Intervention. Uh, When you hear uh, the two words, tunnel vision, that's actually a condition, and it's a very difficult condition. If you have that condition, I really feel for you today. It's a very, very challenging condition. But I want to talk about that in the spiritual context because it actually really relates to, you know, our situation right now, which I said is, you know, really shrinking us down. Tunnel vision is it's a defective sight and uh, objects cannot be seen uh, if not close to the centre of the field of view. Or it's the tendency in tunnel vision, it's the tendency to also focus on a limited view. You know, many times life will bring situations to us that will cause us to focus on a limited view. I don't know if you've checked your superannuation lately. I checked mine the other day and I was like, oops, why did I check that? Because in this season, it has, it's dived. But I realize uh, with superannuation and if you have other investments, you've got to take a long-term view. You cannot look at it now and make decisions because uh, it's gone down you've got to hold on with superannuation and other investments with a longer-term view. Life is like that too. You've got to have a long-term view of life, that the choices you're making now, the actions you're taking now, that all of those things are setting you up for long-term blessing, and not just for you, but for your descendants as well. You know, Genesis chapter 3 is a very powerful story of uh, Adam and Eve, and We're just three chapters into the Bible and already they're making choices really with short-term perspective that had an incredible long-term impact on all of our lives. I'd love to read you that story right now in Genesis chapter 3. So listen up, everybody. I'm just going to read that from the NIV. And it says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, "'Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden?' The woman said to the serpent, "'We may eat from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you'll die. "'You will not certainly die,' the serpent said to the woman, "'for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil.'" I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, The woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. Then the Lord said to the woman, What is this you have done? You know, Adam and Eve had all of the garden of Eden to enjoy. Yet God had said to them, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You know, everybody, uh, we need to realize that there are some things we're not meant to know. You're not meant to know everything. I'm not meant to know everything. My heart and brain and life are not meant to contain everything that's, you know, uh, knowledge, particularly knowledge of evil. I'm not designed for that. Yet Adam and Eve were beguiled by the devil, the serpent, and then uh, Adam blamed his wife. So rather than saying to his wife, hang on, wrong choice, we are not going to eat that uh, that fruit, we are not going to be deceived, he uh, at that uh, point joined his wife. Can I encourage you husbands and wives help each other in times of difficulty to make good choices and encourage one another to choose God's way in the midst of challenge? You know, uh, as I said, we don't need to know everything. But right here in chapter three, they were seeing already the power of their choices starting to impact their lives. Everybody, your choices have huge impact. And if you're making choices from tunnel vision and particularly spiritual tunnel vision, you will limit what God is trying to do. So our choices have creative power. The opposite of the word creative is unproductive, uninspired, unoriginal. And in fact, our choices, if if we're not making good ones in line with God's word, they can actually become destructive. I want to encourage you, God wants your choices to be constructive, constructing a great future for you and for your family. You know, parents, God's plan or his choice is that we lead uh, our children, we parent our children. Sometimes I hear parents say, you know, uh, I'm my children's friends. It's a nice thought, it's a nice concept, but in actual fact, uh, friendship doesn't make them become secure adults. Secure adults are built by parents who understand God has put them there to love their children and to lead their children. So our children need us to make the choice to be parents first. You know, we often make no time to go over life's big choices, the big decisions of life. We don't often give it due dignity, if you like, due diligence, we kind of give more time to making quick decisions that are based on emotion or, or, or quick gratification. I want to encourage everybody, God wants us to get out of living in crisis mode, making decisions and choices that are crisis uh, inspired or, you know, we've grown up with a lot of crisis, which is what I grew up with. So I was used to just making a decision in crisis because that was what I was used to. But I've had to learn to slow down and say, God, help me to make a choice now uh, that I've thought through, that I've given time to, uh, so that that choice is gonna set me and my family up for better days. You know, some people grew up in families where they were afraid to make a choice. That's wrong. Uh, actually, both are wrong. Crisis mode is wrong, and never making a, cho- a choice is wrong as well. Uh, both of them are unproductive, and both of them will lead us to not have the best that God's planned for us. So I want to encourage you to become a person who decides and makes choices. You know, we spend much of our time dwelling on things that we can't fix. Have you noticed that? We tend to think about things we can't fix, things that we can't change. And uh, when there are so many things that we can be proactive in, I want to encourage you to get proactive, to be proactive about your life, proactive about you know your future and by the way your future is coming and it's coming quickly and so your choices now are very key to your future a whole lot of stuff we can fix just so talk about a whole lot of things I can't change I can't do anything about but there's a whole lot of things I can fix and I can change and if I begin to make good choices I'm going to save myself a lot of sweat a lot of toil a lot of exhaustion, possibly a lot of sleepless nights and, uh, you know, and a lot of tears. A lot of people cry a lot of tears over many times. Really, it's just been choices. So we've got to get wise with our choices and say, Lord, help our vision to not shrink, but to become broader and wider. So we get a, a, if you like, a, a hold of the bigger picture and the bigger plan for our lives. So here's some thoughts, everybody in line with that. Number one, Choose to make changes, choose to make changes. Who you walk with, who you talk with, who you do life with is so important. Aussies, Kiwis, Brits, well, in days gone by, I know my family, we hung out at the pub. And many times we were hanging out at the pub with people uh, where we'd tell people our problems and we'd be giving them to people who have no solutions and uh, we'd just be in a cycle of challenge and problem and pain. I wanna encourage you, get around people who are ahead of you in the game. Yeah, ahead of you in life. Uh, For those who are Christians, ahead of you in Christianity. Because uh, I tell you what, when we get around people who are ahead of us, they're gonna help us go forward in our life, our relationships, our job, our business, and in our walk with God if you're a believer. Next one is choose self awareness. There's a choice. Choose self awareness. Adam and Eve in the garden were not self aware. They were not aware of the situation and aware of, in actual fact, the opportunity that they had. Can I encourage you? We need to choose self-awareness and, uh, and realize this. God is thinking something so much bigger for you than you are. God is thinking something so much bigger for you than you are. I love that. God's got a bigger plan for me. He's thinking greater thoughts about me, even greater than what I think. So I wanna encourage you that that's the same for you today. God may have a plan you have never thought of. Right now, if you're in a challenging time, can I just encourage you to flip that and go, maybe God's trying to tell me something here. Maybe God's letting me go through something to strengthen me. God never wants to hurt us. He always wants to help us. But maybe, just maybe God's got a plan you never thought of. In fact, many times he has just that, a plan that you've never thought of, a plan you've never considered. Sometimes we need to get comfortable in the midst of challenge with no current answer. Gee, that's hard. I don't like it, it's difficult, but I've had to learn to grow in that and to make a choice to go, Lord, I'm going to serve you, I'm going to honor you, I'm going to bless you, when I've got no current answer, when I've got no understanding, I don't know what's happening, what's going on, I don't know what's going on, maybe that's you right now, can I encourage you, God is with you even when you have no understanding, maybe you're single, want to get married, there's no partner, can I encourage you, God is with you in that, God is there with you, and he wants you to get comfortable in this season and be the best single person you can be. Maybe you've got an unfulfilled hole. Maybe you're like, i got this hole, I don't know, it's just empty, and and, uh, I don't know what to do with that. Get comfortable with it. The Bible says Jesus emptied himself. Of everything that was his godhood, he emptied himself. Sometimes emptiness can actually be a powerful thing in our lives if we give it to God. So we're not always going to be like every day feeling like I'm so filled up. Sometimes there are seasons that look empty or feel empty. But in the middle of it, everybody, I want to encourage you, get comfortable and say, Lord, thank you that you're with me. Help me to see the bigger picture in this season where it seems like there is a lack in my life. Next thought is watch out for stuff we make out to be God. <laughs> watch out for stuff we make out to be God. Sometimes we're making things out to be God that have got nothing to do with God at all. And... Uh, And you'll see people they'll make choices and decisions, you know. Like they'll they'll meet somebody and they'll say, Oh my gosh, your mom's from Albany, my mom's from Albany. Wow, this is a this must be a divine connection. Or um, or they're they're like, Oh wow, you love barley, I love barley, oh my gosh, that's incredible. That's a definite that I need to be doing life with you or starting a business with you. Maybe you say, oh, you're an (laughs) Aquarian. A lot of people get into their stars these days. Oh, I'm an Aquarian. And they start connecting, and then even Christians will say, well, that must be God. You know, I I really wanna encourage you, don't be spending your time reading your stars be a person who understands and builds a relationship with the one who flung the stars into their space. God flung the stars out there. Don't build your life on things that are like a, you know, it's like a coincidence or it's, and start to try and spiritualize that. I think many times people have ended up in a lot of problems when they've tried to make those things out to be God. Be careful with that. Next one, learn from the choices of others around you. Learn from the choices of others around you, good and bad. I started to watch people as I got to the end of my teen years, watch people I saw who'd become Christians, watch their choices, and I began to like learn from that and go, wow, that, that's producing. And I saw people in my own family, and I saw other people's lives that weren't producing, and I began to learn from it, and I began to learn quick, and I learned, don't do that, do this. Don't do that, do this. There's a lot of things in God's Word where God says, hey, do this, do that. I learned as I began to do what God said to do, I began to prosper, and as I made those choices, I began to have victory in my life. There's people around you not having victory. Some of them go to church. Can I encourage you, be wise. Not everybody you should be copying. A lot of us, we need to, you know, we need to love people, but we need to be learning and watching and going, I'm gonna learn from that and and make a decision that I'm gonna make a good choice always, and I'm gonna learn from people's choices, good and not so good. Next one is, uh, choices impact future experiences. Choices impact future experiences. God's got great experiences for you in the future. He's got great days ahead, that's his plan. The clock is ticking now. (laughs) What time is it? Have another look, what time is it? How old are you? I was 30 yesterday, then I was 40, then I was 50. What, What happened, the clock is ticking. But in the middle of it, I'm making choices that are going to be determining many of the experiences that I have in life. Sometimes, you know, things happen outside of our, you know, it's got nothing to do with us. This pandemic right now, none of us played a part in it. It's just happening to us. But in the middle of it, as we make good choices, God is setting us up for blessing. There's no doubt about it. And uh, last couple of ones is choose to forgive. Everybody, can I encourage you right now? Choose to forgive. Tunnel vision will shrink us down to what happened to us in the past, who hurt us, what they said, what they did, the people that hurt us. Choose to forgive. When you forgive, it doesn't lessen, undermine, or take away from the severity or the pain that was inflicted on you by somebody knowingly or unknowingly, by people knowingly or unknowingly. And uh, it, it doesn't undermine that. But what it does say is, To regain my sense of self and regain the sense of who I am, I'm going to forgive, I'm not going to give any more time to people who've hurt me or wounded me, I'm not going to let anybody take away from my life again. And also to, sometimes we don't talk about this, but it's important that when you forgive, you understand that we need to put boundaries in place. Many times we hear people just say, forgive, 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 but we need to forgive. But if you've had abuse in your life, can I encourage you? Put boundaries there, which sometimes means no longer walking with certain people, no longer walking in a certain direction, uh, because there's too much pain there. There's too much difficulty. We get our heart free, we forgive, but sometimes people have not moved on and they're, Their ways are just destructive towards us. So I want to encourage you, choose boundaries that protect your heart so you can regain your value and regain your sense of self in Jesus' name. Sometimes it is necessary to walk away. Sometimes it is necessary to cut ties. If you need to do that, then do that because you're just far too valuable to live a life that's full of the past and full of regret when God has got such a great future for you. Uh, Last two thoughts: Choose to care for you. Choose to care for you. You know our our tunnel vision can get us so centered on other people. Mums are the best; they'll always be loving their children and showing you their children. But mums and dads, I want to encourage you: take care of you as well. I'm so blessed that we live in Perth, where we've got beautiful beaches. Take a walk by the beach. Take a walk in the bush. Get time to read read a book, you know, whatever. Put the kids in bed, end of the day, at least get half an hour for yourself. Whatever you can grab, whatever you can glean, try and do it, but remember, you need to take care of yourself. It's hard to give to others if you've got nothing coming into you. So keep uh, putting into you, giving to you. You're worth it. God wants you to take care of you, and then you're gonna have something to give your children, your family, your husband, your wife, and to other people as well. And the last one is finally choose life. Let me read God's word to everybody, because it really nails us choosing life and where life starts. So Deuteronomy 30, verse 19 to 20, the New American Standard says this, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I've set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants, by loving the Lord your God, by obeying his voice, And by holding fast to him. For this is your life and the length of your days, that you may live in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. You know, the Bible is powerfully laying out, everybody, for us here, that the beginning of life, the start of real life, is actually choosing God, it's choosing Jesus Christ. I did that at the end of my teen years, and uh, I can tell you now, for 39 years, I have walked in God's life. I've walked in God's purpose. Before that, like so many people, I existed. And I don't know about you, but I'm sure today, there's somebody watching right now at home, a friend, a relative, maybe you're by yourself. And if you be honest, you're really existing. God doesn't want you to exist, he wants you to live. He wants you to live full of life, full of hope, full of purpose, full of, you know, uh, extended vision, (laughs) not tunnel vision, but a big vision. God wants you to uh, live full of uh, all the potential that he's placed inside of you. But it starts, everybody, when we do what? When we choose. When we choose. God has given you the power to choose. Isn't that incredible? The most incredible thing that he's placed uh, in your hand right now is the power to choose. And in this case, to choose him or not choose him. I love that too about God. He gives us the choice. So I want to encourage you today, if you don't yet know Jesus Christ, to choose him. He is life. He is life. And he is the start of all life and purpose for you. If you're away from God today, can I just say to you, welcome home. Welcome back. God is the God of another chance, and then another chance, and then another chance. God says, welcome home, come back, and let God bring you into his life, his Holy Spirit life, his powerful life that he's planned for you. So everybody, what I'd like us to do right now is to stop and to pray together. And if you have never received Jesus Christ into your life, can I encourage you today, pray after me. I'm going to lead you in a short prayer, but it's a profound prayer. It's got the power to connect you with God. Pray after me. If you're a believer, you can join me in this prayer as well. And if you're not yet a believer, you pray after me too. And today, Jesus Christ is going to come powerfully into your life. You're going to receive his forgiveness. You're going to receive eternal life. And this is going to be the beginning of moving from really, to be honest, existing to real, real life. So if that's you today, young person, older person, friend, relative, mom, dad, grandma, uncle, auntie, whoever, then pray after me. Dear Lord, I come to you now in the name of Jesus and I ask you, God, please forgive me of all my sin. Jesus, wash me, cleanse me, set me free. I put my faith, all my hope in your finished work on the cross. Thank you for dying for me. Jesus, help me now to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. If you prayed that prayer today, huge congratulations to you. Welcome to the family, the family of God, and uh, and I'm so excited for you. This is the start of living real life and real purpose uh, from this point forward can you just also to uh, click on the link and just say i prayed that prayer and uh, we'll make sure that somebody from one of our campuses gets in contact with you and encourages you in the things of the christian faith we need friends we need people who encourage us and support us so please click on that today and let us know that you prayed that prayer and made that choice can i pray one last time everybody today pray for you and pray for your life right now so let me just do that Father, just thank you, Lord, as we shared around your word today. And Father, I share this message on, uh, Lord, uh, tunnel vision intervention. I just pray, Lord, that you would intervene in all of our lives. Help us, Father, now to lift our vision. And Lord, help us to realize and to see the power of choice. Father, we've got choices right now put before us, choices we can make. I pray, Father, we would begin to take time and due diligence and give due dignity to the major decisions of life, Lord. And Father, as we do, I just declare people today blessed. I declare them favoured. I declare their outcome and their harvest and their end, Lord, super blessed. And I just pray, Father, bring about your miracles in us both today, in this season, Father, and as you bring us through it into the next powerful season. I pray it now, and I pray, Father, you bless your people as they invest into you, Lord, your kingdom, and as they invest, Father, into the life that you've called them to live. Bless everybody now, give them a, an awesome week coming up. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you, everybody. Thanks for being with us today. It's been wonderful to have you at church. Have an incredible week in Jesus' name. God bless.